I think better wearing lipstick. You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Hello, lovely. If you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen that a few days ago I shared that we may have found the place we would move after New York City. And I'll share a little bit about that, but I also want to share some thoughts today about how to make big decisions in our lives, because a lot of the questions that came back really pertain to that topic. So if you swipe up into the description of this episode, I'm going to link the post where we first shared that that has some details and also a pinned stories. I've been doing a Q&A over the last few days that has a lot more information. I certainly will not cover everything in this podcast episode, but here's the couple of bullet points for you to catch up before you go read those. I have always wondered where we I would move after New York City. Even back when I was single, I've always said I would live in New York City for three to five years. It's been much more to three to five years. Every year it would keep getting pushed back, and I never could figure out where I would move next. I kind of hoped for a long time, hope slash assumed when I met my person, my husband, they would have a plan. And I was like, okay, maybe that's why I don't have a plan, because then I can be like, great, you want to go to grad school in London? I'll go, sold. And Jeremy also was like, I don't really know. So you watched us explore Charleston a year ago. Charleston, South Carolina, been on my radar for a long time. We went. It was a no for us. I shared why in those pin stories. And a year ago, I had a brand new idea, almost exactly a year ago, of Mexico. And it really came because we were in Mexico when COVID broke out in March, and we were so devastated to have to leave. Now, that was tied, I think, to a lot of emotion around just the tragedy of what was happening. But as we got to the suburbs of Phoenix, where, you know, we uh, you know, pandemicked for a little while um, we to stay out of New York City, I just kept thinking, you know, is there something that we really love about Mexico? We got married in Cartagena, Colombia. We uh, honeymooned in Mexico. We love tropical flowers and trees and animals and climate and it's colorful and it's on the beach and there's there's so much of that like what if and so I have spent the last year as part of my uh, pandemic therapy for myself researching properties in Mexico researching cities we have done as much as we could online. And now we have come down here for a few months to do a trial run, look at property, answer the questions that you just can't answer when it's online. Another bullet point is it's not due to COVID. As I said, that initial idea of Mexico was a bit tied to that. But I think for me, being so in love with New York City, I kind of feel a defensiveness to say, I am not leaving New York City because of COVID. New York is not dead. California is not dead. Um, I don't believe any of that for cities. Uh, for us, it has just been, where are we going to go after New York City? That has been a question for forever. And this is still a few years down the road. We are not moving uh, now. It is not expedited due to COVID. I would say, if anything, it's maybe elongated that um, if this had been a quote-unquote normal year, maybe we would feel like we we kind of got to do all of our lasts in New York and it might get bumped up. I think, if anything, we want more time in the city uh, after being able to experience it so little for, goodness, who knows at this point, but certainly well over a year. So Regardless, 
Mexico is the first and only place I have ever felt really optimistic and excited. And I'm feeling hopeful about envisioning this season after New York City. And because this is a question I've been asking for myself for well over a decade, that feels like such an emotional exhale. And especially as a couple to be on the same page about it is really exciting. So follow along on Instagram and Instagram stories. We're going to be here for another month. And as I said, there's so much more to share on this, uh, on that story than we'll cover in today's episode. But I want to have a conversation about how to make big decisions. And this applies to moving, romantic relationships. It is very similar to advice I give on business all the time. And I would say about 50% of the questions when I made this announcement and then said, let me know what your questions are and I'll answer them over in stories. About 50% of the questions came back to this for me. I believe there are three phases when you are trying to decide if someone or something or some place is right for you. Phase one, you Google. So let's consider dating. Uh, You do a quick Google search. You make sure that the person has not been arrested for murder or they uh, were not part of the attempted coup on the Capitol. You know, just basic deal breakers. There is no way in heck that this is going to work. Basic Google is great. It saves you a little bit of time. Phase two, you got to go on the date and see if there is chemistry. For you to spend weeks researching this man or woman on the internet, you are never going to know as much information as if you just go in person and you see, is there any chemistry? And then you move into phase three when you confirm that there is into all of the other details. Do they want kids? Are they willing to binge West Wing with you? You know, the the important details of life. But even there, once chemistry has been established, the reality is you can have a list of 98 things you are confident and determined you want in your future partner. But when you fall in love, you're like, I swore I would never do long distance, but this is the one. And here I am doing long distance for three years when they're in grad school. You know, I said I would never fill in the blank, but then I met this person And I relaxed a lot of my rules because there was chemistry there. So for me, in exploring a new city, phase one, Google. We did, or or country even in this case, we did our basic research on visas and buying property and a phone call with our tax accountant and our financial planner and talking to friends who live down here. We did our basic research. Then we moved into phase two of chemistry, which was being here, or which is being here. How does it feel? I'm big on feeling, what, what's happening in my gut. And then we'll move into phase three, which is more details. Whereas 50% of the questions we received were about those more details. Um, how, do you, how do you get a visa? How do you buy property? Uh, how do you pay taxes? Will you be able to vote? How does healthcare work? Uh, do you know Spanish yet? All of those things. Really important questions when you're moving forward into making a big decision in life. But what really struck me is how often we focus on those phase three details before we've even gotten into the chemistry and how few of the questions, though some, were how does it feel different than, you know, New York City? Are you looking for more of a city or more of a beach town? Um, are you, you know, how, like what, what's been the most surprising thing so far? Is there something that has excited you? Like all of those kind of feelings 
that are around chemistry. And once we establish that, then we get into the next details. And it made me think how often I get a message from someone, for example, about starting a business, because that's so many of the conversations that I have in my DMs. And they're asking phase three questions that they can never answer until they've gone through phase one or two, or even they can answer, but it's it's irrelevant. It's a waste of time to get bogged down in the nitty gritty when you haven't even begun yet to just explore, do I like this? Do I enjoy this? Does it light me up? Because if it does, it feels really hard to reconcile all those details of how you're actually going to run a business. But when you start it and you realize that you love it and you're good at it and you're making a difference and you're feeling passionate, now all the details don't feel quite so heavy and insurmountable and overwhelming and exhausting because you're passionate and you're motivated to do them. And that chemistry stage to me is also where you feel. And I am a big feeling person. Like I know about myself. I have to physically get into a space. I need to walk around a home, even if it's not the home that I'm going to buy, even if I'm going to buy a home two years from now. So it's not going to be this one because it's not going to be in the market. I want to have a feeling in my body that I have stood on that balcony. I have looked out. I know how it feels to have a building next to me. I know how it feels to be that close to a street. I know how it feels to be in a room with those small windows, whatever it is. And so often we try to think these things. So many of the questions were thinking questions, and that is definitely important. You know, I'm all about let's make wise decisions, let's do our homework. But I also think that they're incomplete without the feelings. So a couple of feelings things we've discovered by actually coming and being here, for example, is I said to Jeremy, I'm realizing in New York City, we live in Brooklyn, not in Manhattan. And here in Mexico, there are some places we're going to that feel more like Manhattan. They are more city-ish, and they are bustling, and they are louder at night. They have more clubs and uh, tourists, and that's not what we want in New York City. So, of course, that's not what we want here. So what is the Brooklyn version of Mexico where it is a little more quiet, it is a little bit more neighborhood, but it isn't suburban. It isn't remote. It's it's adjacent to the city. We really want something that's walkable. And that has been a question for us for years. Is there someplace that is near the beach and walkable to take a 15-minute walk to get a coffee in the morning? That's our big question. Now, we don't do that every single day, but I do that a lot in New York because I work from home. So if I don't leave to get out at all in the morning, I could go the entire day without leaving the house. And it's harder for me to get into work some mornings if I've gone right from my bed to the couch to my desk. It's almost like that commute, quote unquote, is just going to walk and get a latte. So what is that feasible? What does that look like? And is it possible for us to not have to get in a car to do that, but to actually walk? And there are tons of gorgeous places to live where you need to get in a car and drive 15 minutes to get somewhere. We don't have a car right now. We would get one, but we would like – it. being here gave us the ability to say, okay, one, yes, we're finding walkable places. Two – Let's get even more specific. What do we mean when we would have a car, but it would be walkable? Okay, you know what? It's that I'd like to get in the car once a week. I'd like to get in the car to go to 
Walmart or Costco or the big grocery run once a week, uh, maybe twice a week, maybe go out to a date night. But the majority of the time, in the same way that we get on the subway once a week to go into the city and do something. But on the regular, we're just walking around our neighborhood. What feels relaxing versus remote? We went to places that were bustling that didn't feel relaxing enough. We also went to places that felt too remote. They, they, we want peaceful but not isolated, where we realize, again, we've got to get in a car to drive everywhere. We aren't going to necessarily just be walking around and seeing our neighbors we, because that just doesn't there, – there's not really a neighborhood here. Um, another ex- explanation, and, and really to me it's about when you feel the experience, when you're going on first dates, when you're starting the business, it's where you get the ideas of what you want to identify and then the language to describe that to yourself or the relevant people in your life, your spouse, your realtor, your sister-in-law who you're processing with, your business coach or mentor that you're asking for advice, that we have to be in the world. We have to do the thing in order to say, you know what, I just figured it out. I, the kinds of, the level of restaurants I'm looking at, looking for in a city, it's the difference between a lunch spot and a dinner spot. There are some towns that have a lot of little lunch spots. They're kind of little hole in the walls. It's very simple. And that's cool from time to time. But when I picture a dinner spot, I'm picturing more, a little more chic, like a, a, a date night. You're taking your parents when they come to visit for dinner. So we realized certain places we visited, they didn't really have any dinner spots. It was our description of a lunch spot. Now, you can't just go online and Google that because to no one else in the world other than Jeremy and I is a lunch versus dinner spot going to mean the same thing. Peaceful but not isolated. What what does that mean? Oh, to us it means can we walk 15 minutes to get a coffee and only get in the car once or twice a week. But that is different for every single one of us listening to this. We have those tiny little experiences that are different. And that's why I would say, go on the date, go test out the city, travel to the place, start the business, take the the business class. Don't try to figure out all of the answers before even beginning. Because the other part of this is you don't know what you don't know. And it's why the doing is so important. Why taking the risk and the leap and putting ourselves out there to start acting instead of simply thinking is so important. Whether you start the business, you you go on the dates, you do that to learn what you need to know to move forward more or better or wiser or more confident. So an example is we've been talking about the number of bedrooms, that of rooms that we wanted in a home. And one of them was to have an office for Jeremy. If he's going to be working remotely, he really wants an, you know, I would envision that he wants an office to work from. But as we toured places, we realized just because you have another room doesn't necessarily mean you're going to use it. It needs to be a room with really good light and a nice view or 
I just know him well enough. He's he's going to set up a whole office and then he's going to end up working from the kitchen table and working from the balcony and all of these gorgeous views in the front of the house. So we're going to get this whole other room and then we're not going to use it. So actually now we need to look at, all right, master bedroom obviously is going to have the, the best view and it's going to be set up with that. The next best room is going to be my office because I do a lot of filming and, and I do sit in my office all day. He tends to move around the house. So if we're going to buy a, you know, or rent a more expensive place because it has three bedrooms versus four, we got to make sure that that room actually works. And when I've been looking at all these houses, I have never been going room by room trying to discern which room is which and does room number three have enough light and enough view. I didn't know that until I got down here. Another fun fact that I didn't know, um, apparently not all houses come with bathtubs. Like, you know, we're talking really nice beachfront, modern, brand new condos or full-on houses that do not have bathtubs. I am a big taking a bath person. I don't understand this concept of somebody who would be buying a a more traditionally affluent type home that would not be, you know, hashtag self-carrying their life in the bathtub. Also, if you have a kid, you got to give them a bath. So where are these people bathing their children? So little things that I would never have previously noticed. Wait a minute. I have an expectation that my home would have a bathtub. And if you don't have a enormous shower, there is not enough room even to put in a bathtub if you wanted to renovate. You would have to redo the whole bathroom situation, which I'm sure would not be cheap or easy. So I... You listening to this perhaps are with me and you're like, of course I would expect there to be a bathroom. But that's an expectation we have that we don't know is not shared by everyone. And yet it obviously is not if the num- if we saw more units that did not have a bathtub than did. It became a rare thing. And again, when I was looking through these, I never thought about that. So when you're looking through the person's Instagram profile or or, or their dating app profile or then you're stalking them on social media or you're following someone like me on Instagram to see what their business is like or their life is like or you're trying to make a decision about parenting or dog ownership or whatever it is, you don't know what you don't know until you actually do it and you make the leap. And then it compounds because the more that you do, the more that you know. You have that muscle memory. You have that experience. You know, I have lived in plenty of apartments in in my time. So this isn't the first time I'm ever looking at an apartment. When I think back now, I have been surprised by many things. I went the very first apartment I ever signed a lease on in Hell's Kitchen, New York, right across the street from where Jon Stewart's The Daily Show used to film. It was a three-bedroom apartment and two of the bedrooms did not have windows. I did not think about this when I picked the apartment for my two friends who had not seen the apartment, and I was just focused on the the light in the kitchen, the light in the bedroom, the the living room, it was kind of like a like a long thin apartment. So the common areas were on the ends, and the rooms were in the middle. My friends showed up and were like, "What the actual heck? These rooms have no windows." And I was like, "I." Did not think about that when I rented this. <laughs> like, there are just things that we're going to figure out once we've done them. So now that I've done them, there's a lot more that I know about buying a ho- uh, renting a house. But I haven't done it here in uh, in Mexico. I haven't been looking for this many rooms. I haven't been looking for a two bedroom. I haven't been considering so many other things that do it. And so I really just want to encourage us that. 
I heard in so many of these questions a possibility that we do this in areas of our lives where we are trying to think our way into every possible scenario before we do. And therefore, we aren't letting our confidence and excitement and passion that comes from the feeling and all of the experience that comes from figuring out what we don't even know that we don't know. And I really want to encourage us to take more action, to be willing to step into the water and see and learn how to swim once we are in. And it truly makes it feel so much less intimidating. And I am so excited to answer any other questions that you have for us in this process. Uh, please come follow along on Instagram stories. I have asked if you wanted to see house tours of things that we have been seeing here of properties. And that was a resounding yes. So we'll definitely be sharing that. I know so many people are in cold climates, are unable uh, to spend much time outside of their house right now. And so I truly hope that we can be a little source of uh, inspiration and joy and daydreaming as you follow us along in this season where we have uh, moved someplace else. And then we are going to be very excited to return back to our home sweet home in New York City coming soon. So thank you for following along on our journey and let's chat more over on Instagram. And I will see you back here next Wednesday with Grace and Gumption. Oh, wait. One more thing. Don't miss this. Before you go, love. P.S. Something I'm loving lately is having shared this news with you guys. I, or rather this idea, this exploration, um, because it is something that I have been investing an exorbitant amount of time in since March. And very few people in our life have we really shared with the fact that we are pondering it and in coming down we just really didn't know how we were going to feel. Like, I was really prepared because I spent a long time researching Charleston. And as soon as I got there, it was just a no. And again, I shared in my pinned Instagram stories that I'll link below why that was. But I was really prepped. It might be a no. And I might be disappointed that I spent this year doing a lot of research and getting excited. And I might be right back at square one. So it felt a little too vulnerable to share right away as soon as we got down here. Because what if I was like, guys, huge news. I've spent the last year thinking we might move to Mexico. And then as soon as we get here, I'm like, never mind. It's a no. Like, this just doesn't feel right. So I kind of kept it a little bit private until we had enough time here to go, um, we're really excited about this. <laughs> this feels like such a yes. Like, oh my gosh, this is really feeling like a yes. And that still doesn't mean that it is 100%. And it's not something that we are moving forward with immediately again because it's not the right time for us. But to have that excitement and then be able to fill you in on all the research that we've been doing for the better part of almost a year now is really exciting. And uh, thank you so much for being excited for us and uh, just for celebrating that all of our lives and choices may feel different. But what matters most of all is that we are really checking in with ourselves to ask, is this what brings me the most joy and peace? And what is the best path for me personally? Till next Wednesday.